you know, somebody in our group was doing that and taking pictures and they were like, you got to stand on your seat and look around. And so I stood up and I was just stunned at how many people fit in that space because on TV, it was the only time I'd ever seen St. Peter's Square. So you have no appreciation for what an immense space that is filled with people, but it was pretty mind blowing. Welcome to Sharing Our Marianist Stories. I'm Patty Garrett. And I'm Sister Gabby Bebo. Our topic today is the beatification of Blessed Chaminade. We are celebrating the 20th anniversary, and we interviewed several people to share their memories. This is notably, I think, our first podcast that we did all of the interviews and everything Virtually? Is that right, Patty? I believe so. And not only virtually, some people were on their cell phones, some people was on Zoom, some people were on another type of software. So in a way, it adds to the different voices. Part of that, part of the reason that this is all virtual, all the interviews were done virtually was because of COVID for safety reasons, but also it allowed us to hear from voices literally across the globe. Um, So we talked to a brother who lives in Kenya. We talked to a brother who lives on Long Island. Um, Some couple people who live in Dayton, couple other people in New Jersey. So the, the technology allows us really to hear from a lot of different people Yes, we sent out an invitation in our newsletter a couple of months ago inviting people who would like to share their memories to contact us, and we were very happy that several people did agree to share their memories, and I think they've created a beautiful story here, Gabby. Patty and I both um, took turns interviewing uh, some of the different people who volunteered, and I took the audio and sort of splice them together to try to tell the story of the beatification. Um, And I sent that to Patty uh, to take a listen to before we recorded this. So Patty, what did you think as you were listening to all of these different stories? I so enjoyed it. I was surprised at how it wove a tale from beginning to end. I interviewed Brother Tim Phillips and... Anthony Fucci and his wife, Erin. I interviewed Father Peter High School, who lives in Long Island, um, Brother Tom Giardino, who lives in Dayton, and Steve Mueller, who's a lay Marianist, um, who also lives in Dayton. And they did, it was really interesting to hear how they all went to the same things, but they all had different experiences at those places. So They talk about the gathering at the school the day before at the school in Rome, which had like a culture night. and um, They have their different reflections on that. They talk about the beatification itself, the massive Thanksgiving after the beatification. Um, So it was really interesting to hear all of these different voices in different places reflecting on the same experience. And it was 20 years ago, and the memories seemed fresh. And you can hear the enthusiasm in each of our guests' voices. 
Yeah, and I think that some of the similar um, reflections that people offered were like one, just an experience of the global Marianist family, how how meaningful and how powerful that was to see Marianists from around the world gathered in one place. And that was just an awesome experience of, of, of the global Marianist family. And then also, it was interesting to hear from a few different people about what the legacy of the beatification was. So we think you will all really enjoy the memories that are shared and We invite you to contact us if you have anything you'd like to share. My name is Father Peter Heiskell. I'm in Mineola, New York, in the province of Mariba on Long Island, teaching and chaplain at Chaminade High School now. We wanted everyone to be able to go in our community or our province. We really had, I guess, over 35 people that could have gone. And I remember it was just great excitement. Like we left on a Thursday afternoon, you know, and many of us had not flown overseas or, you know, gone away in a long time. And, um, and we were all traveling together without students and things like that. So it was, it was very exciting. My name is Steve Muller. I was lucky enough to be able to uh, uh, attend the uh, beatification 20 years ago. In fact, it was 20 years ago this very minute. Uh, we were, well, we were probably, this time of the day, finishing up and already out of the St. Peter's Square. Uh, but uh, yes, my my connection uh, with the Mariners is that uh, at the time I was working at the University of Dayton, but I was uh, involved with student development in the counseling center and wellness kind of programming. And um, the invitation came about, um, I think it was uh, obviously involved through the rector's office and uh, what a wonderful five or six days it was, uh, quite an experience. My name is Anthony Fucci. I am the director of the Marianist Family Retreat Center in Cape May Point, New Jersey. I've been the director there since 1999, and that's my main connection to the uh, Marianist family. Hi there, I'm Erin Fucci, and I'm married to Anthony, and I also work there as a volunteer, often with uh, the women's retreats and helping to lead women's retreats throughout the year. Uh, yeah, it was a beautiful experience. So we were we were pretty young in our marriage. I mean, we went in 2000. We were married in 98. So we were we were Great. still sort of honeymooning. You know? So I'm Brother Tom Giardino. I'm presently uh, on the campus at the University of Dayton as the director for the Association of Marinist Universities. At the time of the beatification and before that, I was on the general administration of the Society of Mary. And uh, as part of the general administration, we had the responsibility for setting it up and um, appointing people to uh, have the Eucharists and all of the accoutrements uh, surrounding that. But the, uh, the, jubilee year, the Jubilee year was coming up and um, we had heard through the grapevine, as it were, that uh, Pope John Paul II was interested in a person with a Marian spirituality for the beatifications of that year. Now, the reason why we knew that was that uh, Father Enrique Torres, who was our postulator 
uh, general, meaning the person who works with the causes of Marianist saints, he was really good. He weekly, weekly, he went to the congregation for the saints and developed relationships. And so naturally he, you know, had his ear to the ground as it were. And when he heard what Pope John Paul wanted, um, he was there. And so I think we could say, as Father Shamanad, my providence was involved in this, the designs of providence. I am Brother Tim Phillips. I am in Limuru, Kenya, just outside Nairobi in Eastern Africa. By that time, I had been in Rome. I had been asked to be the assistant rector at the seminary the year before. I don't remember how excited I was, but I do remember that there was a lot of work involved and we were, we were all doing a lot of things to um, put things together. I, I remember collating a lot of things um, to get ready. That's the part I remember. But there was a lot of welcoming of people. I mean, the house was full, of course. So, but there were a lot of things to be done before before the beatification itself. And I was there, so I got co-opted in. I mean, I, basically what I recall has to do more with being, being part of the hospitality crowd, welcoming people, and in this case, and welcoming a lot of the Kenyans. You know, the events leading up to the beatification um, really sort of primed you for the excitement of the actual uh, day of the beatification. One of the images that comes to mind the quickest is sitting in the courtyard, like the day before the beatification, in, uh, I think they call it the College of St. Mary. I think it was a Marianist high school uh, that we all gathered, uh, thousands of people, uh, and people were interacting, chatting. Uh, there were a number of, uh, of uh, presentations. There was entertainment. There was food. It was all classic Marianist kind of stuff. You know, we gathered in their like courtyard and it was this huge crowd of people from all over the world. And, uh, you know, I had just been at World Youth Day, but this was like a Marianist crowd. And it, they were very pumped up and they were singing all different songs and there was this whole spectacle or show or whatever. And, you know, everybody had scarves so you could recognize fellow pilgrims in the city. At the at the gathering at the school, a part of that was a big fun celebration. And all the different cultures from around the world uh, were invited up onto the stage and to share something from their culture. And they came in with these beautiful bongos and the dancing and the singing and all that. And different parts of the Marianist family were represented. And Father Ted was part of our contingent, Father Ted Cassidy. And he got up there and his contribution from the United States was the chicken dance. And we were doing the chicken dance on the stage as, as our contribution to culture. So that's, there you have it. There's Father Ted for you. Even though I knew there were people from other countries, you didn't, I didn't know how many. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of us. <laughs> so, and everybody had to hold up, like we, like we got our programs for the evening were, you know, like yellow and everybody from Uruguay had ones that were purple and, you know, every people from each country had them in their own language and their own color. And you had to hold up your uh, program when they said, you know, everybody from the U.S., you know, hold up your program so we can see who you are and where you are. You know, it was just amazing. We're, we're very um, 
let's see, outgoing and welcoming people, no matter where you are as a Marianist in the world, that just comes through so clearly. So, um, you know, just so much of the Holy Spirit just is automatic, I think, in that whole charism of being, you know, of welcoming and including everybody. Well, the beatification itself, uh, I can go on about that. Some of the practical parts is, so we're up and at them at, of course, six o'clock, get on a bus and get there at, uh, uh, I think, around eight o'clock in the morning, get in line to actually get into St. Peter's Square uh, the day of the beatification. And we had these red tickets. They made a big deal out of, you've got your red tickets, don't lose your red ticket. That's going to get you a chair and a chair because we're going to be there for four or five hours. That's like gold. So we're okay. We're excited about that. Uh, as we arrive, uh, we all go right to where they told us we should go with our red tickets, uh, at least our, our group and, uh, no chairs. Everybody's already seated. All the chairs are taken. We're saying we got the red ticket. They're saying, sorry. Cause of course there's all kinds of people telling you where to go or not to go. And, from there, uh, we said, okay, I guess we have to improvise. There were different sections, giant sections in St. Peter's, and we were about maybe a third of the way back, and we were able to get into a section where we could get up to the front of that section and lean on uh, some barriers. So we actually had some place to sort of lean, so we kind of tried to spread out and save those spaces because then we knew leaning would help you for four or five hours in the sun, and it was a sunny day. Uh, and then we had we had the space in front of us because it was the emergency uh, access space. Uh, so we knew we would have an unobstructed view. So that ended up being relatively okay. We all had to get up really early. I guess the beatification, I believe, was you know, like 10, let's say. There were five people being beatified. Um, so there were lots of other pilgrims, including was John the 23rd and Pius the 9th, I think. And, um, so I remember we had a, like we got there pretty early. You know, we all went in, like sort of smaller groups, and but we all got pretty good seats. You know, and people saved seats, and we ended up a lot of us were together. And then there were other people from other countries there for Father Shamanan. So it was really nice. Like you could walk around while we were waiting then, and just talk to all these people that you know we knew had come, but we weren't all together the whole time. And, um, and it was just nice to have so many people excited about you know our founder and and the, the name of our school as well. You know. I remember being in St. Peter's Square because we were we had very nice seats, not very close to the uh, to the altar, and of course the banners that were hanging from the uh, the facade of St. Peter's <laughs> they were big, <laughs> and there was Father Shaminad right there on the front of St. Peter's. Got there, you know, so early in the morning. We were there at like you know five thirty, and that we were fairly close up to the like to the front and people were like coming in behind us coming in behind us and kind of you know which I wasn't really aware of or paying attention to until you know a lot of people uh, over time were like standing up on their seats and like looking around and you know somebody in our group was doing that and taking pictures and they were like you got to stand on your seat and look around and so I stood up and I was just stunned at how many people fit in that space because on TV, it was the only time I'd ever seen St. Peter's Square. So you have no appreciation for what an immense space that is filled with people, you know, and I forget how many thousands, you know, can fit in there, but it was pretty mind blowing. I do have to say that's the craziest um, 
communion I've ever attended, where it was just like everybody was trying to help everybody, you know. And I think it took I, two hours to give out communion. What I remember especially was um, Pope John Paul um, spoke of Shamanad as, as an apostle of the laity. And that one of the things that he, Shamanad, helped to do was to bring people closer to Christ who might not have um, found their way to Christ in other manners. And uh, that, that was very moving and I thought really very important then and uh, now for our day. You know, hearing the Pope speak about your founder, like, and just hearing him publicly explained and proclaimed and praised in front of this whole crowd and seeing his banner come down, that was really special. Of course, the beatification was wonderful in a couple of different languages. Um, uh, afterwards, uh, our our location ended up being very fortuitous because uh, the Pope came around in his, as they say, the Pope mobile, and, and came within four or five feet of us. Uh, so the whole contingent was just, we were so thrilled uh, to have clicked on that spot. Uh, and so uh, uh, we were very lucky to be able to see him. And I've got a couple pictures of, of him from four, five, six feet away as he went by in the uh, his little motorcade or Pope mobile. So. Uh, that was just wonderful. It's an, uh, an experience that I think all Catholic faithful people, it'd be a blessing if they could experience um, an event like that, because it, it really helps to solidify your faith uh, for, for people to be uh, able to experience that community on that large, large of a scale. Like when you're in St. Peter's Square and everybody's yelling, Viva El Papa, Viva El Papa. And um, Pope John Paul II was such a uh, an amazing figure. Um, it just was uh, extremely moving. Some of the uh, older brothers uh, who were on the trip, you know, many of them said, "We've been talking and praying about this ever since I entered the order that he would become be be beatified." And now that this is happening, um, you know, I, I life feels fairly fulfilled. I was able to, um, uh, because I was on the GA, and um, participate in what's called uh, bacio mano. Bacio mano is Italian for kissing your hand. So one of the things that happens with a select group of people after a beatification is you get to meet the Pope. Um, and typically people, can, you know, at least in the past, would kiss his hand. Um, but I remember talking to him and, and, you know, you get a, you know, about, 20 seconds, um, he gives you a rosary and you, you know, hold his hand and say something to him. And I just wanted to say to him, I was director of education to, to let him know that that the uh, Marian schools around the world were dedicated to Mary um, and that we're, we were trying to be the best Marian and Marianist schools as possible. What was really special, the other thing that happened was, I guess, the night of the beatification, we were all invited to the GA, just SMs for a, a meeting and a celebration. And that was really cool because I had never seen that many Marianists in one place, you know, our, our, but a lot of our men, especially guys that, that had been in formation with guys before our province was formed, you know, they knew guys from New York and Cincinnati and uh, Dayton. And so all these guys, a lot, of, a lot of reunions of men that hadn't been together for 25, 30 years. And uh, they were having a lot of fun with that. But it was really just cool to see that many Marianists 
you know, brothers in one place. Um, so that, that was a fun event too. That Sunday was very powerful. But then the next day we had the, uh, at St. I think it's St. Paul's outside the wall was the first, um, recognition mass for Chaminade. Uh, and so that was the place where now, again, in my spirit of bringing people together, now these are all the Marianist contingencies from around the world that either, that maybe weren't there on Saturday night at, at the Marianist High School, but now they came for this mass. And um, that was just very powerful because the woman who, the miracle that allowed for the um, beatification to move forward, uh, she was there. And you talk about moving, that was just a very moving experience to say, here's here's a woman who's alive because of Shamanad. That brings it to life that there are miracles out there. And here's a here's living proof of that uh, walking right in front of you. Uh, what a what a wonderful experience, life changing for, uh, I think, if not, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, very life changing kind of experience. So when I think about uh, the, the experience as a whole, I guess it was the universality of the Marianist family that uh, I found. I mean, it was almost overwhelming. And, and, and in that, and in an encouraging kind of way, um, I was really part of something from people from just everywhere in the Marianist world. And at that time, the Marianist world was over 35 countries. Um, and, and these people believed in and had given their lives to Shamanad in the same way I had. And so it was, it was deeply moving. There's always that feeling of, of family. And then that always comes through. So it doesn't matter whether you're with, you know, one person sitting on rocking chairs on the porch, or if you're with, you know, 300, 400 people that are all from different countries, there's all, there was the same, same feeling of family. It was like no different. It was fun coming back to school and the kids all knew that we had all gone away for this, you know, and, um, you know, we put it into our yearbook. I was the yearbook moderator then. And I remember, you know, designing that and being very excited. Here's the picture of this. Here's where we sat, guys, you know, like having a lot of fun. We put a big display up in one of our display cases of, you know, the scarves and photos and other the paraphernalia that was given out and things like that. Um, so it, it also, you know, we talked a lot about our brothers, but I think in the school, it also hyped up, you know, discussion of, you know, it got the kids talking about this guy too, you know, and, and it was fun to talk with them. It gave us a point of contact. Just, you know, they could see how excited we were and our fellow faculty as well. You know, we're, it was just a big talk of the town for a lo you know, long time that school year. Yeah. We did teach our founder to the kids. We used the, like a Shamanad coloring book. And, but we didn't like have a lot of celebrations or quote him and homilies and things like that. Um, and I think when we found out that he was going to be beatified, it was like, whoa, this is like this opens up, this gives us a green light to like do much more than we used to do. I think that freed us up and opened us up to, hey, let's promote this guy, you know, and, and talk about him more. And so, yeah, it, it was very exciting that way that not only that we could, but I think it, it pushed us to do something that we hadn't been doing. Um, and so, you know, as a result now, like I think he's much better known and spoken about and seen in our schools though we always had pictures of him in every classroom but we now we do a lot more posters with quotes and we celebrate his birthday every year in the home we give out free food that day you know and his 150th birthday we 
did a huge thing, you know, in 2011. And um, so we, yeah, I, I think it, it got all of us as a community speaking about Chaminade as a, as a person and a man and a founder. Uh, from my opinion, that that really was a spark for things like the Marinist Educational Associates to be uh, to start happening. Uh, we want to keep this spirit alive. Um, uh, there were more staff, Marinus staff retreats, Marinus faculty retreats. Uh, people were now saying, "Okay, the Marinus have something to offer. Um, this is this is real. Uh, this this sense of discipleship of equals and the fact that relationships are so powerful and important in our life. Um, uh, life is more full when it li it's lived in relationships that are effective and helpful, and that uh, Shamanad's charism, Shamanad's uh, ideas supported by Adele and Marie Therese. Those are powerful ideas and um, uh, they're worth taking a look at. They're worth thinking about that it's important that this charism stay alive. We actually were at the provincial aid. They have a room there where they have all these stacks of drawers that have the actual writings between um, Adele and Chaminade. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's actually pieces of paper that they wrote on, you know, and, and they actually were real. They actually do exist. It's not just kind of like these sort of people from ancient times that you hear about, but they, you know, you're kind of like, well, maybe they did exist. Maybe they didn't exist. You know, they were real people. So I think it um, does impress upon you how much one, one person can do and accomplish and to spread to so many other thousands of people throughout the world is pretty remarkable. Oh. John Paul II um, wrote a letter to the to the Society of Mary. I think maybe it was for the beatification or for the general chapter right before or after it. But it had that phrase put out into the deep in it. And it was like, just this is really positive, but also like challenging letter in the sense of like, hey, this is great for you guys, but also take this now and, and go forward without fear, go into the deep as a society. Um, I remember that being very inspiring for myself personally, but I think for the brothers as a whole too. And, you know, we've gone back and quoted that, gone back to that letter many times over the years. I think the, the, the very uh, symbolic thing that we say blessed before, you know, Father Shamanad, blessed Father Shamanad, that, that symbol um, has given us some encouragement um, in, in sort of the day-to-day -day stuff that we have to do. Um, because, of course, we've, we've said that about so many other um, important beati, you know, saints, if you will. Um, and then to be, but to be able to say that about our founder um, um, is really very encouraging uh, and helps us to see that, you know, the kind of thing that we're involved with involved in is beyond our small little city, our small little school, our small little, uh, you know, Marinus Lake community or parish or whatever. Um, I think that um, the power of that symbol is what uh, one of the things that it meant for us. Um, Gabby, I believe you helped set up a portion of our website dedicated to the beatification. What kinds of articles and things can people find? Well, it's very exciting because we have a web page um, 
on our site that is a beatification virtual time capsule. So this was actually compiled by Brother Tom Redmond, and he has uh, just a short little article that talks of uh, that's a reflection on Shamanad's journey to beatification. There's a couple of articles um, from the Marianist family album from 2000 that has information about the miraculous healing of Elena Graciela Otero, who was an Argentinian woman who was healed of cancer. That was the miracle before the beatification. Um, It includes the homilies in Rome from Pope John Paul II and Father Dave Fleming, who was the superior general at the time. Just a lot of lot of fun things. So I'd just like to remind you that our website is www.nacmas.org. That's www.nacms.org. And you can also hear this podcast among several others that we've recorded through the years. And we thank you for listening. <laughs>